Welcome back, guys. Ronnie and I certainly enjoyed our week off last week, but we're here back and ready to dive into the rugby championship. We're actually off to the low felt this weekend, hey, Ronald? Yeah, and as everybody keeps saying, uh, the, it's, they, they keep confusing the low felt with the high felt and saying, now spread is at altitude. Not really sure where that comes from, but and he's like 700 meters or something above sea level. The lungs won't be burning so badly as we hike the stairs up to the stands, eh? No, they won't. So yeah, we're going down there and by all the sounds of it, that stadium uh, is about 120% full because there's not an Airbnb or a hotel room or anything free and available. We've actually had to make our way to the fine town of Malalon and with a shuttle, uh, find our way to the game and back. Yeah, as Ronnie said, you know, the accommodation sold out. It's, it is a small town and I think 80% of the town's going to the game and the rest are all coming up from Joburg accommodation was gone already back in May. We slacked off a little bit. So yeah, we're staying down in Malalan. We're going to take a combi through. Very, very excited to see this one. Hey, first time the All Blacks are playing in Mbombela. Just a reminder to everyone, it isn't at altitude like all the New Zealand pundits keep saying, you know, two games at altitude. I don't know. They've clearly been drinking something. Yeah, well, to be fair, Ronnie, I'd also thought, you know, it's it's north. You think you're getting getting some more altitude. It's not north. It's east. Depends where you're standing. (laughs) (laughs) It's safe, but you bloody idiots keep thinking I live in the Hamadoulas. No ways. I don't live, yeah, very east of here. Yeah, if you guys couldn't tell, Ronnie's really psyched to have the game there because it's in his home area. I see uh, Penryn College is actually offering parking as well. Real supporters of the game, eh? Really? Is that what they are doing? (laughs) I need to have a word. Okay, fine. Good for you. (laughs) So yeah, Ronnie, why don't we take a look then at the rugby championship? You know, the squads have all been named. Can I tell you the most interesting thing for me about all of these squads? Tell me, Nick. There's not a single uncapped player in any of the four squads. I actually can't believe that. It's unreal. There's not one. No, I feel like you definitely made a mistake there. That cannot be. The, the player with the least amount of test experience is a prop from New Zealand by the name of Aidan Ross. He has one test cap. Really? So there's not a single person will be making his debut. But okay, that's, I actually don't really know what to make of that. It's very interesting. Let's start maybe with the, the Argentina squad. I know you'll be happy to see Augustine Creevy back there. You've loved him ever what since. What a legend. Came, I love so. that guy. Thumbs up in them. Ah, oh, that guy was a real legend. And I mean, <laughs> you know, there were a thousand people all around, and that guy, he, you know, he picked me out of the crowd, gave me a thumbs up. All right. So, do you want to tell us about uh, the Argentina squad, or are you just going to make jokes now? Thomas Lavanini and that team still. I think he's smiling with this new red card law that's in place for the championship. Eh? He might get a little bit more game time. Is that what you're saying? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and a little less risk for him to, to break the rules like he does. Pablo okay. Matera also there. It's an excellent play. He's spent the year with the Crusaders. So, and actually not bound by contract at the moment. So someone's going to be looking to snap him up. That's for sure. But are you telling me his contract actually ended with the Crusaders after the Super Rugby? Correct. And he has not... Free agent. Signed. Free agent. Free agent. Do you hear that, Mark? Sharks. Sharks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, and we've got enough. No, we don't need another. We don't need another world class uh, player. No, we've got enough. And then um, a return for Nick Sanchez as well. He hasn't been there for a while, flying his trade with Stade Francais. He's back in the squad. Argentina also resting Guido Petty and Batista Dalgai. They're going to play later in the championship, but they're getting some rest now. 
and all of this under the guidance of Michael Checker. Impressive. I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed that Michael Checker uh, became head coach over there. I hope he can prove some people wrong. Interesting. The Aussies first went up against Eddie Jones, and now they're facing Checker. Well, that's, I mean, the Aussies seem to be making, creating quite a few international uh, coaches and, 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 and South Africans too. So you know, maybe that's what we're really good for. We're good for farming out uh, our, our coaching talent. Well, you say the Aussies are making good coaches, yet they have a New Zealander coaching them. So, <laughs> a bit right, of a right, right now, sure, sure, yeah, yeah right now. Okay, okay. A bit of a silly system there. The New Zealand squad, I'm happy Dan Coles is still there up front. You know, he's 35 so, years old now, so he's a bit of a buddy, but... So, who? okay, let's just talk about Dan Coles. Dan Coles versus uh, Cody Taylor. Who's your, who's your pick in that? I think now I would be starting Cody Taylor with Dan Coles off the bench. Mm-hmm. I'll try. This is a bit of a trick question. I was happy to get you out there, but you answered <laughs> correct. Thank you for your approval, Ronald. It's much appreciated. Yeah, Dan Coles is getting a little bit gray around the sides of his head, though, which is we accept the, the age because we're getting old ourselves, but you know, <laughs> it's getting a little bit old. Well, speak for yourself. I'm still 21, Ronnie. Sure, you, you know, are. You know, the rest, as I said, Aiden Ross, he's a youngster coming to South Africa, not the best place you want to tour. Ethan De Groot as well. Both of them mm. getting a baptism of fire decrets on four test caps. At lock, you know, not much change there. It's pretty much what you could expect. Barrett, Ritalik, Sam Whitelock, you know, Tupelatu, they're all there. So just before, yeah, okay, carry on. You're about to get to what I was going to raise. Carry on. Yeah, so loose forwards, Adi Sevier, menace of a player. I think he's the most crucial one in that whole New Zealand pack. Sam Kane, you know, a lot of question marks over his captaincy coming here to South Africa. So many. Would you have kept him as captain or would you have appointed Sam White? I would not have. I would not. I actually, uh, personally, and this is a very original thought, I actually personally believe he's a shit Richie McCall. So, yeah. I, look, he was great at the time, but I think he's, with his injuries, just not come back and been as impactful. I think Artie Sevilla or perhaps a Whitelock or or something along those lines could, could do well as captain and you know, you've got Dalton Papali, you've got all these uh, incredible loose forwards that should definitely be starting over the likes of Sam Kane. I don't know. I just find Sam Kane a little bit long in the tooth. Is that you know, saying that you English people say? <laughs> it is indeed. But, you know, it's interesting because from outside, it's like we are looking into the New Zealand camp after the 2019 World Cup. You would have thought Sam Whitelock was going to be the next captain. I think a lot of people looked at that. And many of us thought Razor was going to be the head coach. And now you're sitting in a situation where you've got a captain that's a bit questionable, a coach that's under a lot of pressure. And sticking with that, you know, pays off. They silence their critics, doesn't pay off. Is that the thing they look back on and say, well, you know, we maybe should have done something a little different? Because not a single squad member change other than those necessitated by injury no, look, you know, the, the reality is sometimes you actually just have to bite the bullet and stick with what you know or uh, stick with what you have. The thing is, if you were to change your, your squad, to change your coaching roles and, and, and then things backfire, uh, then everyone points the finger and says, oh, well, you guys made changes when you shouldn't have. So, you, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, a chicken and egg, really. So uh, which, what do you actually do? I think it's important to make a decision and everyone buy into whatever decision is made and you, you stick with it. Whether it works or doesn't work, um, at least at least you're not going to say it didn't work because we didn't all buy into it. Yeah, but still, um, I think with the, with the likes of Sam Kane, 
decision should have been made a while back because I think a while back already he may not have been the form starter in that position and there were enough captains to take over from him anyways. And perhaps the same should have been uh, done with respect to Ian Foster. But you know what, Ian Foster's there right now and maybe I've changed my mind as well. Maybe they should stick with Ian Foster because if they if they if there are knee-jerk reactions to changing the whole squad and the whole system and, and, and structure, geez, that could also be very detrimental to your game. It's a difficult situation. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't, I guess. Eh? So I'm going to skip over the fly half now because I want to circle back for a bit of a chat there. Rico Ioani, under a bit of pressure to perform at 13. He has all the talent. He just, I don't think he's clicked into that role just yet. And with 50 test caps, you know, you expect him to actually be a bit devastating in that channel. I'm looking forward to the battle likely between him and Lukanya Am for sure. And Jordi Barrett also under pressure at fullback. You know, some critics coming out and saying he's not that attacking threat that we saw previously with the likes of Dag and uh, Ben Smith. Especially with Will Jordan knocking on the the door. Exactly. you got Will Jordan sitting there who is an excellent runner of the ball. And he's definitely putting Jordi under some pressure. And then Damian McKenzie. He's back in New Zealand now. But because he didn't play in Super Rugby, he's not eligible for the All Blacks. So he's sitting there playing NPC currently. That's also a player I think they might have needed. You know, his attacking flair is also beneficial to the side. So he's definitely a utility back that that performs whichever way. If you put, your, put him at 15 or 10, you know, he's going to perform. So a bit of a wasted player there, really. Yeah. Ronnie, so tell me, now, tell me about the 10s. Yeah, yeah, tell Actually, me I'm not here to tell you about the 10s. I'm here to ask you about the 10s. So who's starting at fly half, considering Bowden started all three tests against the Irish? Munga should start, because it clearly didn't work with Bowden at 10. Yeah, listen to this, hey, Ronald. I, I was hoping to get that answer out of you, and I hope Moonga starts this weekend so that they can lose to the Springboks, and then I have something to chat about on here next weekend. Call it the bait and switch. They should definitely start Bowden, because we could beat them, we could beat them with an unstructured backline under the Marshal of Bowden. And then you've got uh, Perifeta there, who, shame, I don't think he's getting any game time while he's here in South Africa. How can you say something like that? Shame. Yeah, well, he's, he's sitting in the situation that our loose forwards are sitting in. You yeah, it's just so it's, much quality ahead of you that it's just, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Look, I'm, gonna get, we're gonna, I'm definitely going to bring this up later on. It is what I'm going to uh, rave about later or rant or whatever you want to say. But don't discount the All Blacks. This team is filled with superstars. It's just they're not sure. seem to, they don't seem to be jadding right now. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. That's for sure. That's for sure. And then just a quick squiz over the Australian squad. I mean, Michael Hooper, his captaincy was also under a bit of a question mark now. But I think he is the man to lead the, the Aussies. I think dropping him would see a similar fallout that the Springboks experienced when Gary Teichman was dropped, you know. The no, don't even go back there. That was 25 years ago, my friend. Are you, have you been drinking this afternoon? There's nothing. You cannot. Michael Hooper is, is no, I disagree with you. Just delete this. <laughs> well, clearly Ronnie has a strong opinion on that, but he is Ronald after all, so we don't really need to listen to him. And then in the backs, Quade Cooper's back. He was injured against the English, so didn't take part there. A bit of a shame because he had an excellent 2021 for the Wallabies. And then news this morning, Samu Karevi got injured at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, and he didn't play those final games for the Sevens team, which is a little bit sad because I think Australia's really need on Samu. 
and he looks like he'll be out for the entire year now. That long? That long. What do they say? What do they say? That he'll be out for the entire year. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Okay, but- <laughs> you know, the squad, I like Tate McDermott. He's a player that I've enjoyed watching recently. Very exciting, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, keen to see these guys all in action. Well, it's important because we need Australia to start performing, right? We always claim that, you know, the Southern Hemisphere, the big nations, you know, that's why the British and Irish Lions come and tour against us. The British and Irish Lions don't hop over the the, the, the little ocean, the little sea, the little stream that they have there between the UK and mainland Europe and go and tour France. They come down to the south, you know, they come to where the big home, the big uh, dominant the nations are in Australia just for that matter has just not quite been as dominant as we'd like them to be we want them to be top dogs granted they finished second last year in the URC but in the URC the rugby championship but uh, yeah we just we just want to see a very strong Australia side and then I mean I'm not going to delve much into the box squad it's pretty much unchanged from the Wales series other than injury and force changes or swap arounds which see Dwayne Vermeulen back Franz Stein back Chesney Colby obviously dropping out with a broken jaw. But the return of Stain and Vermeulen means Marcel Katia and Fassi are back with the Sharks and the Bulls. Yeah, but uh, Jacques did say it was like a cheers. It was like more like a, we'll see you later. Yeah. So there's hope for you. Your, your boy Marcel could still play. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what every guy says before ghosting someone on Tinder. <laughs> it's, it's, it's goodbye for now. <laughs> so I'll see, I'll see you. I'll yeah. see you. I'll see you in a while. Sure. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I'm glad to see France back and Dwayne back. I don't think Dwayne is 100%. But Dwayne's injured. Dwayne is injured at the moment, or he's still working through his recovery. He's not quite match fit, really. That's correct. Yeah, I've made time before. We took. We've got way too many scrum scrum offs in the picture. What are we trying to do here? I mean, we we should be developing a couple more centers, really, or at least the inside outside pairing. Uh, and start start working on those pairings, getting you know another Dalende um combination going there, you know, as a backup. We don't need some scrub offs. I mean, what what is the strategy here? <laughs> yeah, I'm also not too sure about that one, Ronnie. Before we look at the weekend's fixtures, just want to announce the winners of our competition that we ran on Facebook this week. For the guys that joined in on sharing the post, we have two winners here. The winner of the ultimate prize is Walter Stunder. He's got himself a rugby ball light. So please get in touch with us, Walter, so that we can arrange delivery of that to you. And then our runner-up was Bruce Bond. Bruce, we don't have a light for you, but we have 250 rand off a rugby ball light. Get in touch with us. We'll give you that discount code, and then you can shop through them, and that discount will be applied on checkout. So, Ronnie, this weekend... We got some two big games, hey? The Springboks first, All Blacks first up, five past five Saturday afternoon in Imbombela. Yeah, right. So as everyone says, it's uh, it's not actually at, at at altitude, but it's going to be very exciting. I think Nelspreet's going to come. Nelspreet's going to arrive. Nelspreet knows how to to. That's where the Pumas are from, right? And the Pumas are the Curry Cup, Curry champions. Cup champions. I mean, it's just it's just <laughs> legends. Legends come from you know Faf de Klerk, you know Dwayne from Bielen. They're, they're all coming home. And that's going to be very exciting. I've heard rumors that Jimmy Stonehouse is singing the anthem on Saturday. Can you confirm? Uh, that's trade secret. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited. It's my first game in Mbombela. It's the last stadium I need to tick off my list. So I'm very, very excited for that. 
I think, like you say, the atmosphere is going to be epic. I think it's a small town and I think everyone's turning out for this game. Like I said, 120% full. So Don't say it's a small town. Hang on. I just need to clarify. You can't say it's a small town. It's a, it's, it's a small city. It's a very big town. Thank you. And it's in the low felt for those that haven't heard Ronnie rant about that three times already. Yeah, it's not at altitude. Why does everyone keep saying it's at altitude? Are people idiots? Well, you've certainly cleared that one up for us, Ronnie. So the box named their their 23 for today. Big Malcolm Marks getting a start on his 50th test. What do you make of the team, Ronald? Should we take a run? Let's go. Yeah, go for it. No, you can list them off. It's fine, my friend. But uh, maybe, maybe just, just let's, let's, it's, let's start with Malcolm Marks, though. 50th test match, and they're giving him the start. I mean, as, and it's against the All Blacks and an Alspray. Like, this is setting up to be one hell of a, of a, I don't even know, that's going to be, that's going to be one for him to remember. I can just feel it. I can feel it in my bones if Spring Rocks are going to win. You hear it here first. First try this weekend comes from Malcolm Marks on the back of a driving ball on his 50th. So, yeah, let's take a look at the front row. Trevin Yakane, Malcolm Marks, Franz Malherber. A little bit surprised that Ox, Ox wasn't there. I thought Ox would have gotten the start. But you can't complain with whoever starts in our front row. It's a, it's a real dilemma that we have. Like, I mean, I don't know how Rossi and, well, I don't know how Jacques actually sees it, mate. I mean, who do you really choose? If there's just too many to choose from. We, we actually wish there were only five props in this country. Yeah, there, there really is so much choice. And like I say, you cannot go wrong with whoever you select. In the locks, as always, Jürgen Enforcer Etzebeth and Lurt Diacher starting up together at four and five. And then in the Lucy, Sierkelisa captaining from six, uh, Peter Steff de Toy and Jasper Visa. So you you probably have something to say about old Jasper. What do you, why don't you tell us? I don't. You have reservations. I could just. Okay, you don't. So you've changed your opinion over the last couple of weeks. I've come to accept that Jacques Ninova is wrong. <laughs> The look of derision you just gave me, Ronald. <laughs> okay, well, tell me, what, what do you mean Jacques Dinova is wrong? No, nothing. I'm not going to go on a rant here. Faf de Klerk, Andre Pollard, Faf elevated back to the starting side. What do you make of that, Ronald? No, well, it was, he's from Nelspread, so by all means, my friend, come home and, and get a start. No, but I think it's good. You know, chaotic nature that, that is Faf and um, cool, common, collected Pollard. They make a great combination. They're familiar with one another. It's a big game, and it's what we need. And it's the left and the right boot. So that also helps. And it's the left playing. and the right boot. Then the back three, we take a look. It's Mapimpi. Damien Willemse retains the fullback jersey. And a an hellishly exciting opportunity for Curti Aronsa. Hey, starting his second game. And what a game to get. People are saying that, you know, he's the next Chez and Colby. I, I hope people can stop saying that because Chez and Colby, I hope, can still squeeze a whole number of years out of him, you know. But sure, if uh, he's small and he's fast and he can step. So <laughs> I hope he can tackle. Yeah, well, funny enough, you say that he's, he was on the wing in front of us in Bloemfontein. And I actually was more impressed by his defense than anything else in that game. So very exciting opportunity for him. That's just because you have very poor eyesight and can, could only see so far. You can see the rest of the game. All you could see was him making the tackles in front of you. No, you just missed most of the game being in the beer tent. That's why you're not quite sure. Yeah, you know, Blumpertain needs to sort that out because you can't be walking 150 meters for a beer. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Then uh, Dialenda and Am continue in the centers. No complaints from me there. Very, very happy with that. 
Yeah, I've got nothing to say, right? I mean, I just wish we had a couple more centers uh, that we were giving opportunities to. But if we're not, uh, you know, if we're not experimenting with some new centers, the the old tried and tested combination of of Dalende and Um can't go wrong. Very exciting. Yep. And then quickly through the bench, Wangi, Kitsov, Koch, Salman Murat, Franku Mostert, Kwaka Smith, Jaden Hendricks, and Vili LaRue. Interesting that we've put two locks on the bench. I think that is probably a sign that we're going to be heavily targeting the New Zealand lineup because Ireland had a lot of success in that department. So do you reckon that that we're going to make two lock replacements or we might put Etzebeth on, on the flank should we need to? Well, if they were going to put someone on the flank, it would probably be Franco Mostert. I think we're going to be targeting... I, I, You know, you've said it before, it doesn't really matter where they play, but I think the fact that we've gone for... Murat over Ulrich Lowe speaks to targeting them in the air versus, you know, in the wider exchange. In general. Yeah. General, general play. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I actually can't disagree with you there, but uh, the bench just stocks that. Look, we're in, this, we're in this funny position now where we actually have a bit of consistency and, you know, we know these players and we, we trust them actually. We're not too scared if these players were to, to run onto the field. Just a strange feeling. I feel like I should be more nervous. No, you're right there, Ronnie. And if you didn't disagree with me so often, I'm not sure we wouldn't we would even have a podcast. So keep it up. <laughs> no. And, and then uh the All Blacks yet to name their side. And after that game, hopefully we'll be back in time to watch 10 past nine, Argentina hosting Australia in Mendoza. It's also a big fixture. It would be a big ask for anyone to really go down to Argentina and win there. Yeah, let's just hope that Argentina bounce back a little. They've, you know, they had a great performance against the All Blacks not so long ago, uh, but they are really starved of game time, especially now that Super Rugby wrapped up um, and kicked them and us out. But let's hope that they put a strong showing on because we've said this before. I think we said this months ago. We want, we don't just want the All Blacks to be good or the All Blacks and just the Springboks. We want all four of our nations in the Southern Hemisphere to be exceptionally strong. So we don't want a thrashing by Australia over Argentina. We we want some good rugby. We want some good, strong rugby from all four teams. No, I have to agree with you there, Ronnie. So quick, quick picks then. Uh, the Australia-Argentina game, who are you backing? I'm going to back Argentina by two. I'm going to go Australia by four. And then you see, the, I was a little bit uncertain because when you're uncertain, you, you have to you have to back the team. That's that's the golden rule. But but yeah, Australia by four, I can get on board with that too. And then the box versus All Blacks game, Ronnie. You know, this is a difficult one. I don't want to see you seem arrogant. Uh, I don't even want to seem confident. I'm just going to say it, and I'll circle back to this in a, in a bit. Box by two, box by three, because I said Argentina by two. Box by three. I'm going to go for box by five. That much. Have we ever beaten All Blacks by that much? Yes, in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Ronnie. And then Springbok Sevens. Well done to them. They won gold at the Commonwealth Games. So a bit of a shout out there. Beating Fiji 31-7 in the final. What a game that, that was. was a that was a dominant performance from the, from the get-go. I think Fiji were just never quite in it. They were in... In it right through their anthem, and as soon as the the, the kickoff whistle went to South Africa, just the bus box just splits them. And the Bok women also they beat Japan, recording their first ever win on foreign soil. 
So shout out there to the Springbok women. Uh, they were incredible on defense. Actually, I caught a little bit of that game and that really impressed me. It was a 2010 win for them. And they have two fixtures left, both against Spain at home before they head over to the Women's Rugby World Cup. So good luck, guys. We're behind you and keep it up. All right, so uh, cut to the next segment. We've got the Super Brew update. Um, right, so I mean, I, I love Super Brew, right? Because I'm, I'm just absolutely dominant when it comes to Super Brew. You know, Super Brew's contacted me in the past and asked me to you know, join, join the team over there because I'm actually just bloody good. They've got Hutch's predictions and they want to start introducing Ronnie's predictions. So, you know, that's that's really where I'm where yeah. I headed towards. You need something to compare, hey, how poor your picks are. Don't pick what Ronnie picks. I mean, the reality is if you want to go and follow my profile on Superbrew and your profile on Superbrew, you would notice that I'm absolutely destroying you. This year, last year, and the year before, my friend. So, odd luck. Anyway, so this year we've got a new pool. And, um, you know, I know Nick likes to say that we don't get to choose these pool codes. I don't know the, the, how ridiculous these things can be sometimes. I'm pretty confident Nick actually makes them up. But anyway, this this uh, rugby championship pool code's name is Flupor. Can you Blue use ball. it in a sentence? I was just about to ask you if you could use it in a sentence. <laughs> I beat you to it this time, Ronald. Uh, a flu paw is also known as a very slimy sneeze. So, right. So, uh, we've got flu paw, and uh, if I can spell it out for you, that's F L U E P O U R, in case you were unsure how to spell flu or paw. So and it's not paw. It's not paw like Ronnie's performance on Super Brew. It's paw like from a cup. Like pour, pour from a from a flu pour, you know. All right, there's enough about the flu pour. Yeah, guys. Uh, so yes. Uh, so obviously, obviously, you were about to interrupt me, but I was about to say, and I just paused for dramatic effect. Uh, there's actually this championship also comes with its own prize. So another bloody ball light. I mean, it's it's going it's amazing, really. These ball lights are just fantastic, and there's one up for grabs again with the uh, rugby championship. Flu pool, uh, super brew pool. Yeah, guys. So as Ronnie says, join us in there, compete for it. Just make sure you follow us on social media as well. And if you win, you qualify to win one of the rugby ball lights. You can check them out at rblsa.co.za as well. If you want to go and purchase one and they will be running with us through the rugby championship. So that's quite an exciting thing that we've kept going there. Hey, Ronald, we promise we won't set them all up in one room and, uh, and use them all, or we'll, we'll keep them safe within the box. That is a promise that we might not keep, eh, Ronnie? Yeah, and then, do you have two cents for us this weekend, or...? Yeah, I do have two cents for us. You know, last week you got me in trouble because uh, uh, I was reading, or the week before I was reading off on the page, but I get a little bit nervous, right, when I speak to these people. Much like the Kiwis coming down to Nelspray to try and play the box on home soil, or what they think is altitude. But uh, on that note, the as a South African supporter, I my second team is without a doubt the All Blacks. I love to play them. Um, win or lose, it, I, I just feel like there is absolutely no rivalry out there that is as great as South Africa versus uh, the All Blacks. I know people talk about the Bledisloe Cup and anyone against England and, you know, Scotland versus England, Ireland versus England, Wales versus England, French versus England. But in all honesty, that, that rivalry between us and the All Blacks is really amazing. And it, it hurts me a little when I go through social media. I try to stay off social media because it's a very negative place. Yes, people love to fight about this. People love to say that um, 
Springboks are going to clean up and it's going to be two games that comfortably go towards uh, the Springboks. You know, the, on the other side, it's all, the All Blacks are always going to beat South Africa. So uh, there's that. I think the healthy healthy medium is, is where, we, where we all need to be at. When the All Blacks come up against the Springboks and when the Springboks come up against the All Blacks, both teams raise their level and both teams put in a strong performance. And that's what we should expect for the next two weeks. It's going to be it's going to be a hell of a game, I believe. I don't think it's going to go uh, comfortably in the favour of South Africa. I don't think it's going to be comfortably in the favour of New Zealand. I think it's going to be another one or two or three point a game, like it's been for the last however many games. It's we need to start respecting our opponents a little bit more. Is yeah, my two cents. People complain and like to complain a lot. I have to agree with you there, Ronnie. There's been a lot of chatter, even on our page, about you know two wins over the All Blacks. It's going to be a hell of a challenge. But an interesting thing that John de Villiers said, which I hadn't considered before, is that for many of these players coming here, it's their first time in South Africa. You know, they're not playing their club rugby here anymore. They're not used to it as much anymore. Does that play much of a role? It's actually interesting that you raised that point because I also heard that a while back and I'm sure I must have heard John de Villiers actually say it. But but you're right. These guys don't come over to South Africa often. You know, the Sam Whitelocks will obviously have have to say and and prepare his teammates before the tour and say, look, this is what you're going to expect. You're going to expect hostile crowds. You're going to expect the Oaks to boo you, which is a little bit sad. But after a couple of beers, I sometimes may have once or twice booed um, the kicker. But, uh, you know, it's going to be hostile. It's going to be hot. And, you know, now it's going to be hot and dry. It's going to be tough and they need to be prepared. And that's a fair point. They don't play their club rugby over here anymore or their super rugby anymore. So, it's going to be an all new experience for a lot of them, but but they know who the Springboks are. They all grew up knowing who the Springboks were and what a big challenge they were for the All Blacks. So they're definitely not going to come here and be shell shocked. Yeah, it's an interesting statement he made, but I 100% support what you said earlier that this is going to be an extremely tight contest and it's going to be a handful of points in the game. So that actually leads nicely into Saturday. As everyone knows, it's a little bit different during the internationals. So this weekend, or for this episode, I'm going to give you some stats about the All Blacks in the box. This is the 102nd test between the nations. The 100th was played last year, All Blacks winning that. The box then won the 101st. And it's pretty much been tit for tat the last few years under Rossi and Jacques Ninoba. The box have a 36% win rate against the All Blacks, which sounds pretty low, but it's also the highest of any nation against the All Blacks. And it's 10% higher than the, the, the team in second place, which is Australia on 26%. Dude, that just goes to show. I mean, it's, a, it's tough. It really is tough to play the All Blacks. Number one, they have been dominant for many years. And they should also, they should see us as the greatest rival because, yeah, it's only 36% is a bit low, but it's the highest of all other teams. For you to take a guess, you know, just so that you don't get completely out of practice here. What is your guess that the average score across 102 tests is between these sides? 2018. You're not actually far off, eh? It's 21-16 in favor of New Zealand. That's the average score. Wow. Okay. That that well, I mean, that that makes total sense. And I mean, they have beaten us 57-0 before and 55-10 and whatnot. So that's definitely gonna have its impact. But yeah, sure, I believe it. 
Yeah, so I'm very keen to head down there this weekend. If you guys are going down as well, drive safely. See you guys at the stadium. It's going to be a cracker weekend of rugby. And I'm not sure what the cell phone reception is like in the low felt. So we might be a little bit behind on getting the score and stuff to you. But don't forget, guys, if you've just joined us now and it's your first time, keep tuning in. We hope to have you guys back next week. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe, guys. Catch Ronnie and I every Wednesday.